It's the moment you've all been waiting for. Scott's book, the title, has now just come out. The title is Golf Decoded, Unraveling the Game's Greatest Secrets. If you guys want to get a head start on this book, go ahead and hop on over to his Instagram at shassigolf, two S's and two E's, and go ahead and pre-order the book on GoFundMe. It's $14.99, and it'll be the best $14.99 you guys have ever spent. It comes with a lot of free extras, uh, a lot of content throughout the book that you guys will be able to scan a QR in the book and go ahead and uh, check out the videos that are linked to those QR codes. So it's more than just a book, it's a golf cheat code. So hop on over, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Peace. There's no rules! Shoot a lower score! There's one rule! I've got one. I've, I've truly got one. And I kind of want to roll with it. Then I'll save mine. Okay, cool. Um, You're going to surprise me. This is even better. I say I have a topic... And I Liar, do. you just want to control the No, mic. no, no, I do have a topic. <laughs> and for those of you who are just tuning in, welcome to the Back Porch of Franklin Bridge, um, where we're on our third podcast of the night, which we kind of title, we kind of title uh, Going Deeper. And this one's not going to be on any video. Um, this one's going to be strictly audio, just because, I don't know, I feel like when you're in vulnerable places, it's just good to kind of yeah do it audio style mm-hmm. and for people to be able to experience raw. So, I was talking with an audience member in between the podcasts, and and she said, like, you know, Jack, I, you know, I heard that you're, you know, an athlete, and that you're, you know, that you have experience in in sports, and I don't know, it's something along the lines of like, but you haven't, like, I want to know if you've put in the hours. No, no, no! You were not, definitely not snarky. Your, no. <laughs> your your facial expression sorry. matches hers. So that sorry. was so good. That was a fantastic <laughs> imitation. That was really good. No, no, no! It was not snarky at all. It wasn't snarky at all. But she was like, you know, I just want to hear that. Like, you know, have you put in the hours? And I, I thought that was kind of that was interesting because I we talk in, we talk a lot in about golf it. or in your sport when you did baseball. No, in in golf, in golf. Right. Right. Right, right, totally. Um, right, right. I, she, yes, she, you didn't say said, anything about the work. You didn't say yeah. anything about the work. And I just thought that was super insightful because we stand or we sit up here answering podcast questions and um, like we never talk about like the amount of hour. We, we do kind of when we talk about your juniors, but we never put in like we always talk about, you know, you got to have belief, you got to have work ethic, you got to have, you know, the willing to get uncomfortable. But we mm-hmm. like never talk about the hours and like kind of how maybe mundane or, or kind of how like um, not fun it is all the time or like willing to like go and get beat down during an 18 hole round. And like, yep. I came to you, like remember when club championship, I shot a one Oh three on my second day. And you shot what? 90, one Oh three, I shot 90, one Oh three. And I was yeah. just like torn apart. And I, I texted you and I go, dude, I, I feel embarrassed. The fact mm-hmm. that I said that. And so I was, um, why I think this is a good podcast topic is cause like, I think it's um, also one of the reasons. So this is why failure is really good. I think it's one of the reasons why you hit 175 golf balls today. Also true. So I just want to talk yeah. about this kind of like this vulnerability that we have to have in order to get better at anything, and kind of yeah. what that's looked like for you, what you've uh, experienced in other students that you've had, and kind of like 
the not so glamorous parts about getting mm. better because it's so easy to be like, yeah, I broke 80, but nobody talks about like the amount of hours, the amount of gloves you go through, the amount of calluses you get, the like amount of crappy shots that you hit, the, the times where you get in the car and you're like, I just suck at this game. <laughs> like there's no, like you don't get to hear that a lot from many people. Yeah. Um, Cause it represents a vulnerable part in their life. Right. And you know, a lot of what we talk about on here is a lot of my students' successes, right? Um, and how to be successful. Uh, but we, and we've talked a little bit about this, but um, at various moments and in various ways, but maybe not as direct as this idea of like, how to fail. Like, how do, how do you you have to put in a lot of work to fail. Um, you failed, right? So like the answer to her question directly is, have you put in enough hours? And the answer is no. If you had put in enough hours, you wouldn't have shot 9103. Uh, now you probably wouldn't have shot a pair of 78s, but it maybe would have been 85, 87 where it was respectable. Well, we on all, one year. We also talked about in when I texted you being like, dude, I just feel embarrassed. You you texted me back saying something along the lines of like, dude, it's just a different game. Like mm-hmm. when you're playing turn, yep. tournament golf. And like I know the difference from playing tournament baseball that of course it's different than like high school ball or, mm-hmm. you know, there's just these like niche differences between two types of playing, whether that's like high school to college or high school to tournament play or high school to summer or whatever it is. And it's like the reason why I shot terribly during that club championship is because I hadn't put in the hours in a, in a competitive environment. Agreed. And so like I've played two kind of simulated competitive events, Mm -hmm. uh, and did not shoot well in either of those. Yep. And so now it's about putting in the time to be able to like go and play these different scrambles, these different individual events, these different, things to put myself in many different positions where every shot kind of matters. Whereas like I can come out here on a Wednesday afternoon, play 18, shoot 78 and be like, dude, look new PR. And it's like, great, but it doesn't mean, mean anything technically. Well, one of the, um, one of the other things I want to make a quick sidebar. If you're listening to this and you're a junior, you're a parent with a junior or you're making your own development is, it's important that you put yourself in challenging situations, but you need to be able to be successful in them as well. So like parents will put their kids in 25 tournaments in a year, 20 tournaments when their skills aren't good enough and they don't put enough time between tournaments for them to actually improve their skill set. So the kid just gets really good at failing and doesn't ever really get any better. I've seen that happen. So there's one end of the coin and then the other end is like, they do too much practice and they don't play enough and then they go and play tournaments and they have wonderful like technical skills, but they have no play skills. And so there's this weird, like walking that line of like, where are you supposed to be? Um, but overall hours that Jack has put in, no, he has not put in enough. That's why he's only been able to barely crack 80. I, I honestly think if we had scheduled out your time more, and you had a like a lot of life stuff like COVID and just there's so many like moving parts just in life and that's how life is sometimes. Like right now my fitness is taking a back burner to get this second book out. So, you know, I'm up in the morning editing drafts and things like that. So um but 
with that said, if we had put in more hours, you'd be at 75 by now. It's also relative. Like you can always put in more hours. You can always prioritize areas of your life. Right. And it's like, I feel like sometimes it's easy for the golf pro to go up here being like, dude, you haven't put in enough hours. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not the one on the golf course 24 seven, 365 right. like you are. But like, we all have to kind of prioritize parts of our lives to be, to put in X amount of hours. And like, I've probably put in way more hours than the average person with a nine to five or with a, you know, I would agree with, with another job. Right. It's I like, would agree with that. but have I put in enough hours to be, competitive in any event that I play in? Like, absolutely not. I haven't done that yet. Agreed. So it's all relative based on your own lifestyle. And there are things that you can do in your practice that we haven't instituted yet that right. simulate that in various ways. Like, mm-hmm. there are different games we can do on the golf course. Um, I'm not a big fan of betting um, other people on the golf course. It runs too close to the line of gambling, although I have had a junior golfer, uh, ironically his name's Daniel, um, where he um, would put aside, like he would do his, he had a job. Oh yeah, baby. I, I love this one, this he, story. He would have a, he had a job. Uh, I can't remember if it was mowing lawn. It was mowing lawns first before he started working at the golf course. And he would acquire some dollars. And I said, all right, you're going to set aside X dollars. I don't know what it is. So let's just say um, $20 of your earnings for that month go to you being able to, bet on the golf course um and with your with your buddy so we're gonna do this from a financially responsible position (laughs) right because kids do it flippantly and they're not mature and so to do it responsibly i I think is look i'm not gonna stop everybody from gambling i don't do it i don't like to bet when i play i just it's not wise of me to do it i just don't but All right, there the, are people that are going to there are going to people that are going to and so the doing disclaimer it, doing is out responsible there. <laughs> do it responsibly yeah so but what he did which i think is really cool um and we talked about this is he had those 20 dollars set aside and it's like play money for him like if he wanted to go buy be no different if he wanted to have milkshakes you know four milkshakes a month five dollars a piece like there's your twenty dollars like you're budgeting it into your budget so it's twenty dollars um and the remaining 80 goes into the savings for whatever else he needs and then um whatever he earns on that goes back into so let's say he bet five aside and five for the total. So that's fifteen dollars bet. Uh, if he wins fifteen bucks, his his fifteen stays in his account, and then his earnings over that all go into his savings. Now, if he loses all that twenty in the first week of the month, he doesn't get to use any more of it the rest of the month. It's just play money for him, and so he's. He's made some cash doing this. He's probably made a couple hundred bucks over the course of three years, which isn't a lot, but he's been responsible with it. He doesn't dip into his normal money, and it's been a way for him to add pressure. And that's the way it's been traditionally done in the game. Like, all the all the tour guys... Tour guys have bets going on the side all the time against each other in tournaments. And so... Um, you don't hear about it, but it happens. It's out there. It's a way for them to stay competitive and have fun with each other. Obviously, they're betting 
who knows how much money. <laughs> um, Especially but, when you're not in contention sometimes too. Yeah, they'll have some fun like, hey, I bet you won't make the cut tomorrow. You know, like, um, you know, I bet you 100 bucks you don't make the cut. Make the cut. It's probably more than that money, but anywho. Um, so there are ways we can put pressure in your practice. And totally. I, I think that's been the part that's missing. Um, we... We did have one day we tried to get you to break 80 by me catting, and that put a lot of stress on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one way we could mimic it. Uh, Although I will say when we did that, I wasn't ready to break 80 at that point. No. My wedges weren't weren't. <clears throat> no, but it got you to now. feel some extra stress Yeah, that you hadn't yet experienced, and you could see the nerves hit you in those first two or three holes. Right. Until you, until you settled down. So... Um, we have we have active critters, I think. Critter or spillage? Critter. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I mean, where did we start this topic? What was our point? Oh, well, putting in the hours. Be, putting in the hours and just being vulnerable as well. Like, um, it's not all glamorous. The practices, like, you can always the 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 humbling part about it too is you can always do more, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, I feel like can be a very, I don't know. It depends if you're motivated by somebody like by something like that, like me, I feel like I'm obligated to do it and other people find it like a, like a big black cloud that's over them being like, I can't, I can't do enough. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'll never be able to reach the potential that I have. Like, I don't know. Talk about that for a second. I I had, um, as you said that, I was thinking about um, a friend of mine, Taylor. He's one of my best friends. Uh, I haven't seen him in a couple of years, ironically. Um, but he and I have talked a lot about various things, and he was in a band for a while, and one of their uh, lines in their songs was, progress is a comfortable disease. Like, we, we progress, 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 make more progress, make more progress. Well, we're getting to see the outflows of that in our country. Um, there's a lot of negative spillover from that of just more progress, more progress, more progress. At what point is it enough? Like at what point is the house big enough? At what point is the job good enough? At what point is the bank account good enough? At what point is your score low enough? At what point is enough wins enough? Um, and the answer is it's never. So it's making the most of what you have and being appreciative of what you have is where your happiness and joy lie in what you have now it doesn't mean you don't strive for more doesn't mean you don't try to shoot lower scores it doesn't mean you don't try to save more money and do something special for your family um doesn't mean you don't try to learn a new skill like it's just that we make progress out to be the thing rather than the enjoyment of the process of learning like Uh. when you enjoy the process of learning progress is a natural outflow but as a part of that too, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stagnant and sometimes some fall downs. Like that's a part of the learning process. And when you embrace learning, whatever it is, uh, like I'm having a setback right now in the gym because I've shifted priorities to something else, uh, in the short term. And I've got to get back to that, but I'm like, I'm not going to do that till I get done with this book. I was saying that um, too. Like if, if your goal is to break par or to, you know, do whatever, like, I feel like you have to set tangible goals for yourself as mm-hmm. well. Like if you're not breaking a hundred, there's no reason why you should set breaking par, you know, as a goal. Like I, it's too far away. It's you too have, far. Yeah. But like the minute you have something that's tangible and something that you might actually be able to reach, like 
very soon. You have to enjoy doing the thing to get the results. Like there's, if you don't enjoy doing the thing, but you want the result, then I don't think that thing is for you. No, I'll give you an example. Um, this is, this is really a, a really sad example for me. And I don't know if this kid's learned this or not since I've moved away from Birmingham. Um, but, uh, he was taking lessons at our academy and um, he literally has a world-class golf swing. Like Adam Scott, Tiger was 2001, just like, I mean, so textbook in so many positions, but however, oh, here's the other thing. Um, he wants to play on the PGA tour. He's not doing any of the stuff Nick's done. Uh, a, he doesn't love the game. And the reason why I can tell you that is that he shows up in the college frat boy shorts with the super nice foot joy tour shirts. He spent uh, $1,800 of his own money, sold his laptop. Think about this. This is in the last three or four years. Sold his laptop plus money from his parents, which they allowed him to. He's not old enough, shouldn't be allowed to do this, to buy a Scotty Cameron Circle T putter. A uh, tour only one? Tour only. Yeah. Uh off of eBay. Um he has all the nicest he bought blade irons, you know, which are super hard to hit. A. Um and where's the cologne? Parents drive the nice car. They're super nice people. They drive the fancy car. Um Everything looks on the surface that it's great. They host these parties that kids don't drink or anything. They host these parties for the kids. has to look all this part, and yet can't break 80 in tournaments. Practices, hits balls, has all the fancy stuff at the house. He wants to play the PGA Tour. On the flip side, I have another junior. I said, he said he wants to play the PGA Tour, and I asked him why, and he said... Because it's impossible and I'd like to try. I just love the game. I just like, like, good or bad, I love the game. And we got to hear that from Nick. Nick loves the game because it can't be mastered. It can, he just enjoys playing it. And so that's a tragedy example in my opinion. And last I heard uh, from some reliable sources, he's playing at a small school and he's looking at dropping out of that small school and just trying to play professionally. I was like, dude, you don't, you don't have the game to play professionally and you're fronting and pretending. This is why I don't like to fake it till you make it because that's what starts to happen. And it's a cover up for all sorts of other things. Like if we want to pull back the layers of what's really going on in that kid's life, uh, there's, there's probably more to that story than, than meets the eye. And I, I love him and his family. They're, they're wonderful, um, but don't pretend. Pretend, like, being vulnerable with the right people is the right thing to do. Uh, it's, the more you pretend, the more you have to hold up that image, and the more you try and hold up that image, the more stress you have. That ends in depres depression, uh, anxiety, excessive levels of stress, uh, poor performance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's, a, it's very, very... Uh, sad situation but that's and when you and when you uh don't do all of that you therefore set yourself up for being well there's there's nowhere to go but up right right you, you don't have to uphold better. any standard you don't have to do anything and in some ways 
being on this podcast and being associated with you has put some pressure on me <laughs> to be better when I'm playing out on Absolutely the course, which I think is good. Yeah, but I agree. If there's no if there's no expectations and you love what you're doing, then like there's only there's only up. He doesn't love the game of golf. He loves what it could potentially, what he thinks it can give him. It's good. It won't give you anything. It'll only take. Man, That's all it will do. We've talked about that on uh, many podcasts so, recently on how hard golf is and how yep. easy it looks from the outside, yep. but how hard it is to actually make it. Yep. No, yeah. I, absolutely. So um, put in the time, but make sure you're enjoying it. Like if you get to the point where you absolutely hate it, stop. I mean, you've got your priorities all messed up. Yeah. So Agreed. Change is hard. You have to enjoy that. There we go. We're going to wrap it up here from the Back Porch Franklin Bridge. Uh, first three-episode podcast in session in a while, which has been awesome. We've had a bunch of uh, special guests. We've only been recording two. So if you guys like the three a week, make sure you let us know. Comment on the podcast. Um, also, if you we haven't said this in a while. Please go rate the podcast. That's so huge for us. If you're on Spotify, just go ahead and follow the podcast. That's the only thing that Spotify will let you do. But if you're on Apple... Uh, pause it right here, pull out of the podcast, go to our podcast page, scroll all the way to the bottom and get rated at five stars. Um, if you rate it five stars and leave a comment, we might have something special for you. Yep. We might have something special for you, but we got to be able to, uh, to see it on the, uh, on the podcast. So it, it shows us all the ratings and everything that you guys have said. If you guys go ahead and rate the podcast five stars and, and we can see that and you might have something special coming your way. So uh, with that being said, from Scott and Jack on the back porch of Franklin Bridge, remember to follow Scott on Instagram at golf two S's, two E's, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Thanks, y'all, for listening to this episode of the Champions Playbook. As always, you can find us anywhere that you guys are, so uh, make sure to check out Scott on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the above. His Instagram is at golf. That's two S's and two E's. So make sure to go and check out everything that he's got going on over on his Instagram page. Uh, as well as make sure you follow Franklin Bridge. Uh, Franklin Bridge puts out some great things as well, and we want to make sure that we support them because they support us. So as always, feel free to come by the back porch of the Persimmon Pub at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays to come and listen to us talk golf. So book a late afternoon round of golf, and then afterwards come on inside, get some food, some drinks. Uh, we got some specials going on. We had some $5 flatbread pizzas. We had some amazing chicken tacos, as well as drink specials going on all night long. So make sure to support the Persimmon Pub as well when you come out. We would love to see you guys. We do one episode and then a live Q&A and then another episode. So from 7 to 9 on Wednesdays, we hope to see you soon. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace.